0: Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that features the one and only athletics director, Andy Fee. It's the LB Fee Show, as always, hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my left, uh, Mike. My- I'm on the left, but also always in the
1: right, uh, Mike Gardabasio, uh, happy to be bringing you another episode of the LB Fee Show, and with no further
2: ado, we'd like to uh, welcome Andy Fee to your show. Good evening, gentlemen. Happy Monday,
0: as I always say. Yeah, it is It is a happy Monday. We are uh, just peeking over the edge of summer break it's right summer now. It's summer junior right so, now. Yeah, can you can feel it. You can feel Well, all you have to do is walk around on campus and see everyone taking pictures in their cap yeah. and gowns to know what, type of, what time of I've, year I've it is. I've been
1: noticing Andy at his uh, signature shoes in the background of a lot of those photos on Instagram actually. You, you photobombing he's Andy? The, he's the well, accidental A photo few bomb. accidental
2: photobombs today for sure where I just I'm not paying attention and it's now you know with these cameras they're like high sex I mean the technology of like
0: these zoom lenses and yeah. they're the shooting across streets and over hills I mean I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> well you just got back into town right you were in Tempe with the softball team for the NCAA regional this weekend.
2: Yep that that's that's right that was uh, a lot of fun you know obviously we would have loved to play in the championship game on Sunday but you know, an unbelievable season. You know, we were talking about it probably being one of the best overall seasons in terms of the rankings and, and where we finish. And, uh, you know, obviously a bright future for them. But uh, I had a lot of fun, and uh, I think we represented really well.
0: Great bookend trip for you. You went with them to Mexico for the first international trip for the softball team. And then you get to go to uh, to Tempe as well. And you said it, that, that team, a real bright future. And kind of in the way that, uh, that Long Beach – teams will be successful it's challenging yourself in the non-conference playing some of the nation's best which they did and then using that RPI in those national rankings to make it into the postseason despite not winning the Big West.
2: Yeah I mean that is literally what what we always talk about is giving yourself a chance no matter what I mean obviously we want to win Big West championships but um, you know that's not always the case but we can still have great programs and I think Today, you know, as we sit here and talk about this, the formula that that Kim did in her scheduling was was borderline perfect, right? I mean, um, to get the two seed at a regional that was winnable, we didn't get it done. But I think, you know, if if we're not going to host, where would you like to go? That was a great opportunity.
1: Uh, yes. Well well said, diplomatically said. Uh, when we get into mid to late May, uh, one thing that's always bothering me is my hands are like, I feel like a very old person with arthritis because we've just been typing and filming and doing all this other stuff all year. You are about to get to experience that because you're going to be handing out diplomas uh, three days this week at the CSUB graduations, Long Beach State graduations. Uh, are you doing any exercises? Do you have any plans to try and keep yourself fresh?
2: You know, as I, I think that the one bit of advice that, that that i would follow regardless but was kind of said a couple times is stay off the phone that you know there's there's cameras on stage and you know so i can't slyly check the phone Smart. uh Smart. you know but i think it's great because i do enough of that but yeah i'm a, uh you know my duty is very small but not important but i get an opportunity to be up close and personal and watch Uh, these graduates walk across the stage and watch a lot of student athletes who are going to be walking across the stage your
1: job is very important you're handing out the fake commemorative diplomas that people will that will be in all of the photos with the folder before the real diplomas come so i mean really none of these kids would be graduating without you very literally
2: you know i mean (laughs) it's the little things you know me showing up i think again is that's a lot of my job is just being present and uh you know, it, it's great that uh, President Conley would include me and, and some other members of her executive team that we get to, to be a part of it. I'm, I'm, I'm really honored, and it's really going to be fun.
0: Well, we're recording this on Monday night. You are handing them out on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So on Wednesday, don't be a hero, Andy. You get I to catch. that. You get to that athletic training facility. <laughs> Preparation is key to recovery. Get to
1: the Dan Bailey training.
0: <laughs> you know, we have we, both wrists in an ice bucket. We, we, we got the brand new ice tub
2: over there that, that I have not seen yet, but you know, I might have to reserve that and, uh, yeah. you know, tape the spat my shoes or whatever. The, the I, I, re- is. I really
1: I really want to see one of the long beach state track athletes. Who's going to be competing at the NCAA prelims this weekend. Walk in on you standing outside of the ice bath, holding both of your hands in the ice bath. <laughs> hey,
2: important work, important work guys. That's what I'm going to say. It's like I know you got you know the potentially nationals coming up and regionals and all this stuff, but I got fake diplomas. I got to take those fingers out too. You know, those paper cuts could put you out for a couple couple diplomas. It's, it's, you know, I can't I can't go down, guys. It's, you know, I don't know <laughs> if there's a backup. I, I'm going to have to stand up and deliver.
0: Well, uh, you just mentioned it, Mike. The uh, NCAA West Prelims. Are this weekend 15 Long Beach State 49ers going to be competing in 19 events. They're all trying to qualify and get to that championship in Eugene, Oregon at the beginning of June. Last year, Long Beach State had 17 representatives, so a lot of representatives going up there, a lot of chances to uh, advance. We're going to be talking to head coach Andy Scythe in just a minute, but uh, Andy Fee... We know that you love to run. You're, you're, you're a runner. I am a runner, and uh, I've got a very
2: soft spot in my heart, although I'm not going to race any of our student athletes, obviously. That took, would be – Took the
0: question out of my mouth. That
2: would be just <laughs> ugly. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'd have to say, you know, you run the 400, I run the 100, and we'll see if I can get you. What was
0: the most – what was the highest level of running you, you did growing up?
2: Uh, through high school and then. Um, so, did you
0: ever run in, like a championship, like a like we have CIF championships here?
2: Nothing that nothing that grandiose. Okay. I mean meets and and stuff like that, but but it's just a passion that I have, and you know we we're kind of laughing about no no access to the phone during commencement, and when I run, I don't carry my phone, I don't listen to music. It's really throwback where I just run, and it's that cathartic time for me to process my day and yeah. just unplug literally you're like
0: an old school baseball player no batting gloves
2: yeah you know it's tough though because i did start with music and when you first start it's it is you know we live in this sensory world where it's just constant bombardment of things so to be have quiet is at first it was kind of weird but
1: i run three or four times a week i don't think i could do it i usually listen to podcasts i have gone for like one run on the beach with no headphones and it was really nice but about 10 minutes in i for sure was just like okay so i'm just in my head it's not easy (laughs) trust me at first it was very difficult
2: it was like i forced myself to do it but I was talking to another coach at another school about it, and he was like, hey, you just got to do it. It's old school. You can't run with music. What kind of guy are you? Fee.
0: And I
1: said, well, I guess... Run I,
0: barefoot. I guess I need to get tougher, so... With that in mind, make sure you listen to the LB Fee's show while you're running. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, yeah.
1: no, be giving it a listen tomorrow. For um, uh, Keep all, up the pace.
0: Also on Thursday, as well as those NCAA prelims, the Long Beach State Dirtbags are finishing the season at Bull Diamond at Blair Field, taking on the rival Cal State Fullerton Titans in a three-game series to finish the season, Titans clinched the big west title last weekend so effectively the season's over but that's never the case when you're playing your rival this is going to be the 244th time these two teams have played each other which well, is just crazy let me tell you
2: i was in uh, executive staff of the president in her cabinet this morning and she kind of laughingly said now normally i don't i don't say things like this but she goes i'd really like us to beat fullerton this weekend
0: <laughs> amen that's your assignment and she
2: said that she was talking to the fullerton president who's new and she's like He's just all over me about it. I said, Well, it, it, trust me, whether this is postseason or not, you know, we want it to always be something super important, but this is a rivalry game for us. And, you know, we're we're gonna try and spoil the end of their season.
0: Well, I let it fly this week in my column about uh how I feel about Fullerton. And you can read that column at the562.org and the Grenade Gazette newspaper because the Granny Gazette for free every Thursday, pick it up on the streets. It is the print home of the562.org, where you're going to find all of the coverage for Long Beach State and the local high schools. We've got the videos, the photos, the podcasts that we were just talking about that can, you know, make for a great run. Uh, The interaction, Twitter updates on Facebook. So make sure you go to the562.org and hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button and make sure that you're supporting local sports coverage.
1: Welcoming on our distinguished guest, Andy Scythe. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, busy week for you, obviously. Uh, as we mentioned up top, you guys are going to be competing at the NCAA West uh, prelim round in Sacramento this weekend. Uh, just a few kids you're taking out there. I'm going to whip through them real quick so everyone gets their name in the show. Kamani Briggs, Josh Carr, Kent Harris, Nicholas Hudson, Sal Nasser, Blair Robinson, Jason Smith, Daniel York, Muton, Anaya Alexander, Ashley Chambers, Courtney Davis, Madison Golden, Azaria Hill, Bria Palmer, and Shaley Reynolds. you got a couple coaches going too, I assume.
3: And yeah, we'll be bringing, <laughs> bringing the staff along with the with them, so it's going to be a great weekend, uh, great week for us.
1: Do you get your own plane with that many kids? Is there some sort of a, like special discount that you get, or you know, do you all get like a, uni- a special? I don't know anything, or you're just going to sh-
3: cram onto the plane over there at Long Beach Airport and you know hope for a smooth flight. Well, we're always looking for a smooth flight, and when we get there, uh, we hope we'll have a lot of the Long Beach Nation Nation there cheering us on. Um, be wonderful to fill a plane one day. We'll make that a goal. <laughs>
0: Well, 17 athletes uh, make this last year, this round last year. You guys have 15 again this year. You know, the program has obviously been building and building and building. Um, and then there's recently this, this success, like the women's title in the Big West. Where is this year in terms of your expectations from before the season even started?
3: Well, I, you know, the season started uh, when we showed up in the fall. And, and we had a really good team, very excited about the people that we had. And then you know those nasty injury bugs and things start to hit, and and you begin to reassess. And there was a time there where I thought maybe we might be looking at um, not being there in the title hunt. Um, And and then the team began to mature and develop. And so uh, we took some risks and redshirted some individuals too. And um, and that seemed a little risky at the time. It even felt risky going right up to the day of the championship. they left, uh, you know, little to be concerned about after the first day. We had an amazing first day at the championship, and and at that point, we knew we were going to be in the position to to win it. Uh, Coach, just for sort of you know
1: general Long Beach State fans who might not necessarily know that much about track and field, uh, give like a thirty second you know some top names to watch for people, uh, you know, if they if they're catching the live stream or something uh, this weekend.
3: Uh, well, you know, we've, we've had a great year in the, in the sprint squad. Um, our women's 4x1 relay team uh, broke our school record for the second time this year. First time we broke it was at Sacramento earlier. Right. Um, and so now we're looking at getting into um, trying to make that top 12 to advance to the NCAA championship. And we're right there. Um, we were just two tenths off the conference record at the Big West. Um, you include the individuals that are running hot right now, and that's the, the Courtney Davises and the Ashley Chambers. Um, you start looking at jumps, Rhea Palmer's consistent and consistency matters a ton at this meet. Um, you look at, uh, Shaley Reynolds, you know, freshman athlete of the year and Shaylee, you know, just scratching the surface on what she's capable of doing. So Anaya Alexander winning the big West championship, the fastest time run at Long Beach in 16 years, um second athlete only to dip below 54 seconds so i know she's looking at it she's hungry so you obviously
1: mentioned a lot of uh you know women athletes and that's certainly been to me sort of the story of the year for you guys it's just what a sensational year for the women's team obviously to win the the championship um, talk a little bit about uh, about one of your coaches, about Latanya Sheffield, and, and you know we've we've been fans of hers for a while, and it seems like she's sort of helped you guys with developing that side of the program this year.
3: Yeah, Latanya is uh, truly an amazing coach. She's been now with us six years, and during those six years, we've won uh, five championships. Um, uh, you know, she came in uh, pretty green on the coaching side of things. Um, and, uh, it was the motivational aspect of coach Sheffield that I knew would be the difference maker in the program. Um, but she's filled that role, you know, as a coach and and knowledgeable and experienced. I mean, her experiences came from her Olympic days and uh, finals and NCAA championships that she's won individually. So, um, been a great, uh, great hire for us and, uh, to have her now on as an associate head coach and having that stability, uh, means a lot to not just me, but to the athletes in this program. Coach Mike and I were talking at the
0: CIF Southern Section Championships last weekend about training and how training for track and field isn't just the, you know, go as hard as you can, as fast as you can now and then again and again. It's kind of like a slow build, right? We're also watching the Preakness this weekend. No jockey was just letting the horse do what they want. They got of hold in the reins a little bit tighter at one point and then making them go when they wanted to go as a coach for these athletes. Do you kind of feel like that? Do you kind of feel like you have to hold the reins for some of these kids and then let them go at the right time when it actually means the most here at the end
3: of the season? I think that's a great analogy, and, and you're absolutely right. So there are times, whether it be in one particular meet, you may race twice, you may race four times. Sometimes you got to hold the reins in on those first two races so you can be ready for that last race or the second-to-last race if it's a final. Um, but uh, I have to say, honestly, with the competition in this conference – you don't get to let off. And and so I know a lot of our gals and our guys, um, you know, they ran personal bests in some of those prelim races because they knew they had to get out. Um, same thing in the jumps. You know, we, we came through nothing short of maximum effort at the championship. But going into it weeks and months before, yeah, sometimes we, uh, we uh, adjust a little bit and back off. Was that
0: difficult or is it difficult? I mean, are these kids, excuse the pun, chomping at the bit?
3: you want them chomping at the bit. Okay. You want them ready to run. You don't want them to be overused, overworked, you know, um, overran right. at that point. So that's the goal.
1: So the, the athletes I'm seeing are going to have the busiest weekend. You mentioned Ashley Chambers and Courtney Davis will both be running the one, the two, and the four by one, which is a full uh, slate for sure. But then also Jason Smith doing the high jump, the long jump, and the triple jump. So I'm sure uh, he will be – I'm sure his legs will be feeling great <laughs> on the plane ride back.
3: Yeah, well, Jason is an exceptional individual. He was freshman athlete of the year last year, and then we've kind of expanded his his resume by adding in the high jump and the, uh, and the triple jump. So – um, you know, we were going for the trifecta this year. We wanted to hit those big marks, the, the barrier marks, twenty five feet, fifty feet and seven feet in the high jump. And now we're half an inch short on the high, but he got twenty five and three quarters at conference and fifty foot one and three quarters in the triple jump. So he's doing well and, and for his success he was named Big West Athlete of the Year for field events. So we're awfully proud of Jason. He's just a sophomore and the young man is hungry. He wants to do it in everything, um, and he wants to win. Now, meet schedule-wise, does his daily routine stay the same throughout
0: the season? Does he go from a certain jump to a certain jump to a certain jump, or is the schedule changing at all
3: times, so he kind of has to adjust his preparation? So, you know, in our training on a week-to-week basis, we we he is jumping four days a week, which is not a good thing. Yeah. You <laughs> want to have some recovery days. Um, so we, we might adjust that session to be a little uh, lighter than others, but um looking back i think i could have trained him a little differently but our jump days are our jump days we do long triple on monday wednesday and high jump on tuesday thursday and that rotation is necessary for us as coaches to be present in those locations on those days um but jason uh handled it well uh, it was a year that did have some injuries so he made it through that too
1: uh, Coach, we've been ending uh, these interviews uh, recently by asking coaches about their favorite movie in their sport. You have a favorite uh, track and field movie? It's not not the biggest uh, selection to choose from, obviously. But what what do you? What, what's most likely to be on TV for you if uh, if you're watching something?
3: Oh my, uh, this is a tough question. Um, well, there's running movies too. Yeah, no, there's some great <laughs> movies. I mean, you know, uh, um, throw Forrest Gump in there.
0: Forrest, Forrest Gump's C- not a track movie. It's certainly a running movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm going to I'm gonna put up there right now, because this is also a favorite of my daughter's, McFarlane. Oh, nice. Yeah, McFarlane's probably the one. Okay. I'm Prefontaine. Uh-huh. I was a
0: huge Jared Leto fan growing up, and like that was the one where I was like, wow, you could really do any sports movie and make it really interesting.
3: Yes, yeah, you can. Prefontaine is a great one. Love that movie. So who would
0: play you in the Andy Scythe story? Which actor from Hollywood plays Andy Scythe in your life story as a movie? Which um, I haven't thought of a good title for yet.
3: Yeah, no, it's Tom Arnold.
0: Yeah. We- oh, yes. Yes. Tom Arnold is really that, good. That might be the best answer we've gotten for this question. That's strong, coach. Are you a Tom Arnold fan? Not at all.
1: That's amazing. Uh, okay. Well, there's some insight into the uh, world. Of- I feel like you've gotten mistaken for Tom Arnold a timer, too. Is that where that's coming from? Eh, maybe once. <laughs>
3: But I've also been mistaken for Mauricio, gracias. So, okay, you know, all right. I, I see that, the, I see that yeah. one, too. I'm sure Maybe Ma- they can
1: play each other in each other's movie. Mauricio might have the better chops to actually play you than Tom Arnold. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> thanks so much, uh, Andy, for joining us here on the LV Fee Show. And uh, good luck to you and the rest of the squad up there in Sacramento. Uh, hoping to see a lot of uh, black and
3: gold up at Eugene for the NCAA Finals. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to performing well for the beach. Thank you to that Andy. We bring back the other Andy Fee on his on
0: his own show. The Too other many Andy. Andys here. Yikes. Do you have a favorite track movie running movie?
2: I would I would go with Prefontaine. That's okay. just a classic and I would concur with you. Jared Leto is yes. big time and uh and I I would agree and I would also say I do think that uh, Forrest Gump is a running movie. Yes, and
0: I was running. I it's mean, it's
3: literally
2: in the
0: movie. So yeah. Jurassic
2: Park a running
1: movie too because they're running away from the dinosaurs. Any movie with running in it counts. D- as does a running
0: anyone movie? say "and I was running" in <laughs> Jurassic I Park? I was running. <laughs> the word
1: "run" is screamed in all caps with
0: exclamation points. Do you watch movies with closed captioning on? Uh, is that why you it's, know it's in all caps? Listen,
1: I, when you say "run" from a velociraptor, it's obviously all caps. Come on. <laughs>
0: Uh, Andy, you know, obviously this week is going to be full, uh, for you. Do you, do you have any graduation memories, uh, from your own time that you kind of maybe not even thinking about it, but it like pops back into your head J. this J. time of year? JJ didn't go to our Long Beach State graduation. That's why he's asking.
1: I you. went, you you can
2: borrow uh, <laughs> my graduation, I went to the large commencement where basically they just would have the school and everyone would stand up. I did not go to the individual school okay. to get the handshake actually. Um, cause I went to Arizona state and there's a billion people there, but it was kind of funny when I, I got my regalia for this week, it was kind of weird putting it back on. And I was like thinking about, you know, like I was like, Oh yeah, I did this, uh, before. And so it was kind of weird. I'm like, man, that was like 22 years ago. Yeah, unless need-
1: you're, unless you're a judge, you really only putting the robes on two or three times, you know, max in your life.
0: I need somebody to explain where this cap and gown thing came from. Cause that's a funny looking hat. It is. You know? It, where, it, it's it, not normal. let just be hats honest. and graduation hats. Explain it can to I, me.
1: Can I give you a piece of Long Beach history? Did you know that Long Beach Poly High School was the first high school in California to do a cap and gown f- uh, formal graduation ceremony?
0: I don't know if that's a positive or a negative.
1: It's just a fact. I'm not saying it's positive <laughs> or negative. you not just, it's, just, it's just weird.
0: What yeah. about pomp, and, pomp
2: and circumstance? Are you a big fan of that?
0: Oh, I love... Hey, I'm a college football fan. Yeah. <laughs> I love pomp and circumstance. No doubt. It's just that the flat top hat it's it catches me off guard yeah, I like kids, yeah, I really
1: like, I like the way kids are like like have chosen to do like uh, like decorations or like they're like I like all the funny stuff cool. people are putting on because yeah. I think when we were in college you actually weren't allowed to do that yeah. they were like if you do anything to your cap you will not right. be allowed to walk at graduation which we thought
0: was like Silly. My obviously. favorite ones are the ones that are begging for jobs. It just says, hire yeah. me on the top. <laughs> Get to the point, man. There's no gilding the lily. In that cold, cruel world. It it those are the people Real who hard. learned the right
1: lessons uh, here <laughs> at
0: Long Beach State, for sure. Um, well, thank you so much, Andy, for uh, for having us on your show. We're going to do two more episodes of this uh, coming up here in the next week. A international flavor, a little bit next week, with Gavin Arroyo and Mauricio Ingracia talking about their um, – Time with the international team for Team USA in water polo and soccer—that's huge for, for this university to have those connections. That
2: exposure is, is as you said, huge. I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, and just you know, your name. I saw something on uh, on on Twitter. Um, there must have been something down in San Diego, and you know, it was it was posted by USA Water Polo, and it had Long Beach in there. And I mean, that's big. Yeah. Anytime you can have that is. You know, uh, everything that we're getting from the volleyball championship, which isn't necessarily the international side. But um, I think when you're talking about the highest level of those sports, it doesn't get any bigger.
1: City of Long Beach has only had one uh, one Olympic quadrennial that there was not a native of the city of Long Beach on the USA men's water polo team, which is pretty awesome. Very cool for uh, for Coach Arroyo to be joining that history or adding to the history. You mentioned volleyball Uh, safe travels to TJ DeFalco and Kyle Ensing, a pair of first team All-Americans for that men's volleyball team. We're also going to get some international experience because they're going to China to play with the USA national team in the yeah. World Nations League. Maybe I can get a, an interview with them via DM or something. I'm, I really don't think I could write
0: off the phone call to China. <laughs> well, I, I feel like we're going to be talking about them again in two weeks when we do the countdown of the top 10 Long Beach State Athletics moment of the last uh, athletic year, 2007-2018. because. I'll take a wild, flailing stab in the dark as to which is the number one story.
1: Yeah, we might need to amend the mailbag call. onto that or something <laughs> to add to add some drama uh, into the proceedings. But, yeah, two more episodes left. Uh, Summer just around the corner, as we mentioned. Thanks so much to Andy. Thank you to producer Roger, as always, for holding it down on the ones and twos over there. Uh, as always, this has been the LVFee Show brought to you by the562.org. We'll see you next week.